Hi guys and welcome to episode 10 of the first series of the Dorset Growth Hub podcast. In this episode, Rich is talking to Katie Street, the founder of Street Agency, who help other agencies to get notice and win work with the brands that need them. Katie and her team specialise in driving more new business faster by cutting through the noise and providing frameworks for your team to set you up for future success. She's been named by The Drum, Brand Republic and Beamer as one of the most influential leaders in new business and marketing today. So in this episode, Katie provides her top tips for winning new business and how you can switch up your pitching and marketing as we head into 2021. We have launched this series publicly on the back of the great success of our audio conference Beyond 2020. All the episodes will be released over the coming weeks and we hope our great guests can inspire and motivate you to adapt and pivot in your business. If you're looking for more support in your business, head to our website dorsetgrowthhub.co.uk, register and our team of business growth consultants offer Dorset businesses 12 hours of fully funded business support through events, tailored one-to-one consultations and financial help. We really appreciate your support for this podcast. So if you enjoy the episodes, please do leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and don't forget to subscribe. So let's get into the episode and over to your host, Rich Byrne. So welcome, Katie Street. Hello. How Thank are you doing? You for having me. Yeah, very good. Great. So do you want to just tell us a bit about yourself, Katie? Yes, of course. So I would class myself probably as a bit of a new business specialist. Hence, I have my own agency where we help attract new business for specifically for agencies. I think I'm not a typical sales new business person. I certainly err on the side of marketing. And because I've had a career which has spanned both sales and marketing, I think I have quite a unique view on how to approach new business in what I would hope is a much more helpful, giving, marketing and insight-led way. So I started my career actually in publishing, working for magazines and selling sponsorship and advertising mainly to agencies and big brands. So I worked for the likes of FHM, etc. Then I went client-side and worked for some pretty big drinks brands, I drank loads of alcohol for ages, yeah, which was great fun, especially when you've been out all night, taking people out on, you know, lovely evenings out to experience the best of London bars with your cocktails and drinks that you're, you know, we used to look after brands like Absolute and Fibrova and Perrier Jouet Champagne and Havana Club. And I assume and then, you've kept these relationships going oh God, to this yeah. day. Of good, course. Good. You know yeah, I actually am still really close <laughs> with a lot of the people that I used to work with. But then you'd come into the office at half eight, nine, and they'd be like, we're doing a tequila tasting for a new tequila we're going to launch today. You're like, oh my God. So yeah, so have a, have a very good view on you know, brand marketing uh, and sales, as well as selling to agencies. And obviously now, and for the last 10 years, I've been leading new business at agencies. So usually pretty hefty big pitches for local agencies in Bournemouth from uh, Redweb to smaller agencies like Make Studio and a really small agency that I actually start my f- the first agency I worked for called Parent and then now having moved you know working to and from London etc launched my own agency for agencies Probably, yeah, nearly a year and a half ago. And we're growing like the clappers, like we're doing better than I ever thought we would do. And we've actually grown quite a bit, yeah, during the pandemic and since lockdown as well. 
Great. Well, that's that's good to hear. Yes, isn't it? During this this well, to phrase this is is difficult, isn't it? There's so many different sentences that are associated with with the times that we're in. I kind of always say that the times that we are in. So on that note, I guess if we look at this from a from a positive kind of perspective and an opportunities perspective. So what what opportunities have have come about for you during the past six months, the year? And I know this is fairly fresh for you in terms of your own agency, but but what have you seen and what's worked? Yeah, I think I mean you've touched on something quite interesting there because I do see this as an opportunity and I think whenever there's big change or you know something dramatic and and badly dramatic has happened with you know coronavirus what I have always tried to do in life in general I don't quite know why some of it comes from fear of failing probably but is to look at you know look at the positives what do I need to do to make sure you know a bit like fight or flight to a, to a certain extent and I certainly very early during the pandemic you know tried to make the best of the situation that I possibly could so a lot of that has meant for us where we used to do we, a lot of what we do is you know providing helpful content and that's used to be more more than often through events round tables uh, mainly probably in London just because that's where most of the brands that we need to communicate to for our agencies live and also where most of the agencies that we work with are uh, oddly enough I only have one local client at the moment the rest are all in London actually. there'll be more there'll yeah, be more after there this be. there yes. will be millions yeah, come on Dorset I, <laughs> I'm here I'm local use me so I think We've really taken a big step into the world of digital, as most companies have had to do. And although I have done webinars and podcasts and things like that before, what we've done is pretty much, well, we've had to move everything into that format. So that's meant us adopting newer, better uh, marketing automation platforms for our email comms. That's meant, you know, certainly upgrading our Zoom licenses, looking at how we're using Teams and other platforms. So, you know, I think for me and all of the staff, there's been a really big step change in terms of our knowledge and what we can do with with digital technology. And that's really probably been one of the biggest things that's enabled us to grow. So me launching the webinar and the podcast has meant certainly when we do the, the webinar, each time so I host a webinar called The New World of New Business that is for agencies. We started off in month one having just over 100 people join. We now have nearly 700 people wow. uh, signed up that kind of sign in. I mean, not we don't have 700 people t- turn up, but we do usually have about 50% attendance uh, if it's a great month and we might have 60%. And then we will have probably another between 150 to 200 people watch it on YouTube afterwards. So we've got a really strong following that I would never have been able to do so quickly in the real world. And what happens is every time we do the webinar, I probably get four or five new business inquiries. So how have you managed that then? How how has it grown so quickly? Social media, of course, we push it out via our social channels, but also because we lead outreach for our clients. We have access to really fantastic data platforms, which has given me data for all of the agencies that we want to engage with in their heads of new business, their MDs, CEOs, marketing directors, 
which is exactly who we help and who we, you know, we have them come and talk on the on the webinar as well. So it gave us a data platform. So we, you know, we already purchased that data for our clients. We'd not really needed to use it for ourselves because we were growing anyway prior to, you know, everything going a bit mental. And actually what it's meant is we've done stuff that we probably would never have done if the pandemic hadn't hit. And we've utilized that data to power our own marketing and now we're at a point where I'm kind of going, gosh, what do we do next? Do we continue to grow? And we stay, you know, at the beginning of the pandemic, we were four people. We're now seven people. And if we keep going, we may get to about eight people. And I think at that point, we will not close the doors, but we'll have to run a waiting list for agencies to work with us on a retainer model. And we are launching something very, very exciting, a membership model, which will be live in November alongside the guys that do the BD100, which represents the top 100 people in business development in the UK. I've been lucky enough to be on the list both years that it launched, uh, both years that it's it's happened. This is its third year. And at the event we're going to be launching i'm launching a new business with them a new membership platform very exciting which will be which will essentially enable us to help a lot more people so at the moment you're we're limited to on a retainer basis we can work with 10 to 12 agencies this will mean we can help hundreds if not thousands of agencies with templates advice training tutorials etc etc great yeah, there we go. There's an exclusive. An right exclusive. There. You heard it right here. Yes. Right now. <laughs> That's great. Okay. So so in terms of sort of new business development, you've touched on some things that, that have been new to you guys and you've kind of ran with and you've grown, talking about your webinars. But in terms of clients that you work with, what have you seen from them that, that, that may have introduced in the, in the past few months that has kind of worked for them? I think similar, you know, similar but different I guess and and we're trying lots of new formats all the time so you know I know we're all probably feeling like it's a bit of zoom fatigue what's this thing what's zoom Zoom. what's zoom oh my goodness (laughs) (laughs) you're joking oh my god see this is how gullible I am (laughs) this is how gullible I am you're Um, about to walk out then this guy knows nothing he doesn't know what zoom is um so I think you there is a bit of zoom fatigue I have zoom fatigue in fact this morning before I came here I'm on back-to-back calls so I think whatever you're putting out to the market if you are going to do a webinar or you're going to do a kind of smaller kind of round table-esque session where you've got you can utilize things like breakout rooms whatever you're doing it needs to be helpful and it needs to be targeted to your audience so the biggest thing and this this isn't anything different from what I would advise clients to do prior to the pandemic is whatever tactics you're going to push out to the market, make sure you understand your audience. And especially now you understand what their frustrations or what they might need help with now, not you know the research that you did six months ago, a sure. year ago, prior to the pandemic. So think about how you, and, and really, you know, this is the foundations of any good marketing strategy. How can you help them? What can you do to help your audience overcome problems that they might have, not just for their business, but also for themselves? Do they need to be quicker? Do they, you know, most companies now, regardless of what they do, have had to make some form of change. I think I saw some research at the beginning of the 
well, I say the beginning of pandemic. I don't know when the beginning was anymore. But let's say blur, sort of April, May, sort of yeah, Thursday, love that. Uh, April, May, sort of time that said. 50% of companies in the UK have had to launch a new service or a new product in order to survive the pandemic or, or to try, you know, even if they haven't survived, to try and survive. So I think knowing that, we know that lots of businesses need new services or need help to make those changes. How can you how can you help them? So really it's thinking about what your audience need help with, how you can help them, and then thinking about tactics that help you connect with them in the most helpful way. So sometimes that might be surveys, that might be writing some insights posts, that might be hosting a webinar, that might be hosting a round table. It might be doing something totally different. It might be, you know, writing a white paper. It might be interviewing people who knows what it might be it will be different for every company but whatever it is you need to identify what's realistic for you to be able to do and then push it out to the market because if you're not talking to your audience someone else will be talking to them and yeah you want to try and build your build your audience and build that engagement as soon as you can and how are you finding katie in terms of planning for this stuff and I'm saying that from a perspective of, of stuff that we do at the Growth Hub yeah. uh, in terms of our marketing and, and engagement with businesses. We, we've definitely found it quite hard to plan ahead, I guess. Yes. It's, it's getting, it seems to be getting a bit easier. But how, how are you coping with that or how are your clients coping with that in terms of planning for your marketing, for instance, or planning for your business development? I think most of the agencies that we work with, are, we have helped them pivot and understand who they are now and how their audience's needs might have changed. So don't be afraid to, you know, rip up what you had previously and start again and look at what you've, you know, look at what you've been doing. Is it working? Are you still getting the same engagement on the posts that you planned before that you might still be pushing pushing out? I you know, I wouldn't really advocate that. So I would definitely say Speak to your audience, speak to your customers. How have they found you helpful during this time if they've stick, stuck with you? What can you do to do more of that? Is there Are there any trends? Do you therefore need to change your marketing plans in line with that? And something that I always advise clients anyway is never plan more than 90 days ahead. In the old world, potentially you could plan out your you know, high level subjects and themes for the for a year's plan and, and have an idea on spend and the different things that you're potentially going to do over that year. I never, ever do a tactical plan for longer than 90 days. Uh, and actually, you know, often now that's even shorter. We're probably looking at 60 days for most of our clients. But actually doing things, you know, for 90 days now, I think... You know, we're in a better place, but who knows what's going to happen? You know, second wave, things could could change. So I think be agile. You know, we all need to be a lot more agile than we ever have been. Don't be afraid to test something, see how it goes. If it works, do more of it. If it doesn't work, do something else. You know, I think it's be agile and don't plan too far ahead. And does that so? It's obviously from 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 hearing that you yourself are quite an agile person, right? Yes. And you embrace it and you find it fairly easy to, let's try something new, that's not working. So in terms of, you know, you mentioned about your growth as a company, the staff that you have and your colleagues that you work with, are you looking for people of a similar mindset now in that agility and adaptability being really important? Yes. Or are you looking for the opposite? Do you want but, those ones that are yeah. a bit more kind of longer term, going to build a good plan and 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 help you out maybe? 
Yes, be a bit more organised, which is probably I wasn't what suggesting I that. <laughs> yeah, you've, you've read me already. Um, so I think from running a business, what I what I have naturally done is previously is looked to employ people quite similar to me because I'm probably attracted to people that have got similar traits to me and that have similar personality disorders uh, and <laughs> and uh, and also you know, and similar pe- personal you know positive personality traits it's just it, that's just how humans work but what i've tried to do more and more is have a, a lot more diversity in the team because actually for us to be successful we need people of every ilk and type because everyone will look at that problem differently and that's what gives us the strength in you know, in what we do we do move very quick and you know, that isn't for everyone. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't, unfortunately, think that's going to be something that companies can get away from. Every time I do, and you know, we speak to some really big brands and agencies, but a lot of the research that we do is, you know, with heads of marketing and heads of digital, et cetera, at fairly big FTSE 500 type companies. And at the moment, it I mean, it was important before, but agility is probably one of the most important things. You know, certainly the larger, the more complex the company is, the more from you know, in my world, the more likelihood is that they need an agency that they trust to be agile. That doesn't necessarily mean the agency's smaller, but a lot of the time it is because they need the confidence that they're not going to have the same hoops to jump through and you know sign off to get and you know expensive project management they want they need quick fast and agile and that was a trend we were seeing anyway but I just think that's been heightened so I do think it's a mentality that companies need to adopt and also need to structure themselves in a way where they're still delivering but that they can they can make those flexes and those changes and that's that's certainly the advantage of having a small team Mm -hmm which is why you know I'm saying I'll, I'll cap ourselves at a certain amount of staff and a certain amount of clients because if I don't we will lose that magic and that agility and that's you know I don't ever want to become a big lead gen or a big new biz agency with 20 30 50 whatever staff that's we won't be able to operate in the way that we do if we do that hence launching another business that yeah, that can do things that you know can talk to the masses sure sure so just on that subject of kind of uh, agility and, and adapting so you have your own podcast katie what's it called yes it is good word on the street aptly named after myself um, so yeah see what you did there yeah exactly and Love we do it. yeah we discuss everything in the world of new biz and marketing sure and so on, on one of those uh, episodes you talk about pitching yes and pitching remotely do you want to just talk a little bit about that Yes. So it's a very different world. Pitching over Zoom. Now you know what it is. Oh, yeah. That's, I'm still intrigued by this <laughs> thing Zoom. called Zoom. Uh, really so, should or, check it out. Or whatever platform, you know, whatever, <laughs> whatever webinar or, you know, conferencing platform that you're using, there are some key things that you need to do to try and build engagement quickly that you, you, you can't do in the real world. You know, in the real world, I would always be complimenting someone on their... I don't know, watch they're wearing or trying to build some empathy, engagement and a relationship. It's much easier to do in the real world than it is you know, in the kind of virtual world. But you can still do it. So I think you know, do think about 
you know, who you're talking to. There are some great platforms out there and I bang on about this all the time, like Crystal Nose. Have you heard of Crystal Nose? I'm not aware of it. No, what's, what's Crystal Nose? So Crystal Nose is K-N-O-W-S and it's a, a LinkedIn plugin that enables you to do research on their personality. It talks about if you've ever done the Insights colour wheel where you identify sure, as red, yellow, yellows. green, yeah, blue. Sure, yeah. sure. So it gives you insights on their personality traits. It tells you how they want to be spoken to is incredibly accurate i think it uses lots of different social data i don't exactly wow. know how it works but it's bloody clever and it you should do it on your partner or friends and you will see how accurate and yourself it is it is scarily accurate and i think by using platforms like that you can go into a conversation understanding a little bit more about the person that you're you're meeting so do your research before you know, check them out on linkedin i mean without being too stalkerish you know look on twitter what are they talking about what are they you know posting about is there anything that you're interested in that they're interested in which is stuff that you should do in the real world anyway <laughs> but i think actually that kind of stuff's become more important now because you 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 have less of a chance to you know engage with them when you're engaging over over Zoom or whichever platform rather than face-to-face. So that's super important. Another thing that I, you know, when you're actually delivering a pitch and you're in a meeting, one of the most important things that I have learned, and this is from an American uh, company called Mirren who do uh, agency new business training, etc., over in the States. And they did some training sessions earlier this year. And I think one of the best things, and it's so simple, is if you're pitching to someone, don't just deliver your pitch. Make sure that you're asking them questions throughout and engaging them throughout because it's even easier, and I I have done this on quite a few occasions, to turn off, not be engaged, bring up another window, but it kind of looks like you're still paying attention, look at something else, be distracted, you know, turn your camera off, go on mute. So if you're asking questions to your audience and they think that they might be called upon to answer a question or, and it could just be as, as simple as what did you think about that, Mary? Or what do you think that, you know, we did this research as part of our pitch. What do you think the results were? You know, if they, and if you start doing that early, they realize they, they're on their toes, on them, right? They've got to be responding. To listen yeah, because yeah. if not, they're going to look pretty stupid. So I think, you know, make sure that whatever you're doing is engaging and make it as collaborative as possible. And you've got some questions prepped for them and, and maybe say that we're going to make this really collaborative. We're going to be asking you questions throughout. So be prepared, you know, listen up, you know, we're going to be asking you about X, Y, and Z. So yeah, make it as interesting as, and as dynamic as you can, but involve, involve your audience as much as you can. Yeah, it's really important, isn't it? Because it, it, I think we can get distracted by the the new channels that we're using and trying to master those, your Zooms, your Teams, yeah. and, and get to grips with it. But once you have, and you know, a lot of us are six months down the line of fully immersed in in using these tools, it's not forgetting all the things we used to do beforehand. Yeah, when you're building relationships and you know looking for cues off people. But I, I completely agree with you. I think you know questions, as many questions as you can get in. Is always going to help you more, though, isn't it? Because you're gleaning more information from those questions as well. And if you just stick to your pitch, this is the information I need to get through. You could have the best pitch in the world, the best set of slides, and the most dynamic presentation. But if those people aren't engaged from minute one, 
it's yeah. just they've gone of, yeah, yeah exactly they're making a cup of tea or yeah you know they're on the loo or i mean yeah. you've seen all sorts of stories haven't yeah. you but you know they're they're busy you know, everyone's busy and we do have you can't escape the fact that there is fatigue with all of these platforms and constantly being on zoom calls etc so i think it's super super important to think about your audience and how you're going to keep it alive and keep them involved great thanks katie um so just as a, as a business owner yourself, just interested to know over the past six months or so, what common questions you've had have been asked towards you about what you're doing or the world that you're in? Just, yeah, questions in general. Gosh, so many questions. I think you know, people are always interested because we help agencies connect with brands. You know, they're usually interested in what are the mo- what are the best tactics, what are the best things that you've done that have helped the most. And I don't know that there is one tactic that is better than another. You know, some clients we only do lots and lots of insights posts for. Other clients we host webinars. Other clients, you know, we do white papers. Other clients we do you know roundtable smaller things. All of them work. You need to understand what works for your audience. So I think the the biggest question is, you know, what what should we do? And I think the answer to that is do your research, understand your audience, try some things. You know, don't be afraid to try them. And make the the biggest thing to remember, I would say, is to keep things consistent. So don't just do one thing and hope that that's going to solve all your problems. You need to keep doing it. So do it monthly and keep it going and make sure that you're nurturing and continuing to engage that audience because new business can, you know, we, we're very lucky that often we do a tactic for a client. And after that tactic, we get loads of inquiries and we help them connect them with lots and, you know, lots of brands, but more often than not, it builds over time. So, you know, once we've done the first tactic, that's going to help a little bit and there will be some conversations that come off the back of that. But when we've been doing that for six months, that's, you know, I mean, I can't say it's times 10, but it grows. So yeah, we always get asked, what should we do to get opportunities and leads quickly? We'll do something, not nothing. Don't, whatever you do, don't just do really crappy email outreach because that is not going to help you at all. You need to have a thing that's going to help your audience. Don't just talk to them about your services and what you do because people don't care and it's not going to get cut through you need to share them something that's going to help going to help them so launch a tactic and then just keep doing stuff i think that that's the biggest question that we always get asked but yeah all sorts of questions great thank you very much katie it's been really good talking to you today thanks for all your tips insights thank you very much brilliant thank you for having me Thank you so much for listening to this episode if you want to hear more about how you can win more new business catch our other episodes with liz lean adam perry and Catherine wright or head straight to the q a in episode 13 i hope you're enjoying the series so please subscribe and be the first to hear the next episodes